Hello, hello, hello. I'm Janessa Prudholm, wife, mom, Jesus lover, and your podcast host. You're listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast. This podcast has converted with me from new age to Christian. And the goal here is to help you grow in your faith through Bible studies, testimonies, and real life experiences. So ex-New Agers, newborn Christians, mamas, entrepreneurs, and those who want to grow in their faith, you have come to the right podcast. Say a prayer, grab your drink of choice, and let's get growing. If you are looking for a gift for the holidays, for an anniversary, to treat yourself, or to just support a Christian store, check out Gravy's Jewelry. That is G-R-A-V-I-E-S period shop, S-H-O-P. You can find them online at that address. I love my Child of the King sterling silver ring with cubic zirconia diamonds. I wear it every single day and it is a wonderful reminder that Jesus is king. I also love my galaxy necklace that is made with moonstone. And my favorite part about receiving jewelry from Gravies is that every piece of jewelry comes with a verse. I have also found that the jewelry is of great quality. I have been wearing Gravies jewelry for a few months now. Gravies provides earrings, adjustable rings, bracelets, and reversible necklaces, which means you're paying the price of one for two. The most fabulous thing about Gravies is that almost all their jewelry is $30 or less. Gravies provides all faith-based jewelry. They have sales all the time. And you can use my name, Janessa, J-E-N-A-S-A, for 15% off your purchase. So head on over to Gravies, that's G-R-A-V-I-E-S period shop, and get something for a friend, a family member, or treat yourself. Remember that you can get 15% off with my name, J-E-N-A-S-A. Hi guys, today I have a friend on, her name's Jem, and she is going to be sharing her testimony. Um, She once was an atheist, and now she has been saved by Jesus. So I'm going to give you the floor, Jem, and go right ahead. Hi, good morning to everybody. Um, Thank you for your introduction. Yep, my name is Jem, and um, I'm from the UK, and... um, as you said, I was an atheist um, well um, well up into my 30s, um, <clears throat> and I think I found God in quite an unusual way in some senses. So um, I found God in South Africa, and it was whilst we were on a family holiday. Um, my husband's Afrikaans, and we'd gone over um, for... Um, a big family holiday to meet everybody and see everyone and take the children and you know just have a a really great time Um, and at that point it wasn't something I really wanted to do it was a lot of money for us to go and um, for lots of other reasons I was like oh um, no you know we could be spending that money elsewhere and you know it was the cost was like you know we could get a new car or you know or a much better car and 
all those sort of things. And um, like I said, at that point, I, I wasn't a Christian either. And through the course of that trip, um, I feel like my whole, well, my whole life, my whole world just changed in like a very short space of time. Um, so growing up as a child, um, I had, you know, a pretty um, normal upbringing, I, I would say. Um, I had a mum and a dad. I had a brother. Um, we lived in a small village. Um, I lived around all my family, my grandparents um, and, you know, aunties, uncles, lots of other people. And it was a, you know, like a, a small village school environment that I went to and, you know, a pretty normal, nice childhood. Um, obviously, our, ch- our schools here are mainly Church of England. And at that time when I was at school, um, you know, you had a lot of activities where you would do Chris Dingles and Christmas service, Harvest Festival, anything like that. But it's not, um, I didn't grow up in a Christian household. Um, my parents weren't religious. Um, I did remember going to Sunday school with one of my friends when I was really young. <laughs> um, and my dad was like, you don't have to go if you don't want to. And I think that was because as a child, he was forced to go to Sunday school and it was very strict and he didn't enjoy it. Um, and so, um, you know, all the way through, I thought I was brought up with good rules, good values, um, good morals. Um, we were, I came from a a household where, you know, you helped your family, you helped your friends, you participated within the community, um, and, and did all of that. Um, and life happened, grew up, my dad was relocated for work. And then I sort of, I think when I was about 15, I began to question a little bit more. Um, I was, we um, moved from this village location and we went to a much bigger town. We went down um, south to London where my dad was um, uh, working as a finance director. And then life sort of changed to me as in, um, I lost my friendship group. I didn't really know where I fitted in. Um, things became a lot more, you know, about money and things rather than people. Um, and I think from there, I sort of began to struggle. Um, I got married quite young um, to somebody I thought that was also a good person. But, you know, we were young it wasn't the right thing to do and it ended up being quite um, an emotionally challenging relationship which wasn't good and we got divorced Um, I was pretty off men in general at that point and thinking you know I wasn't going to find anybody and um, then along came my now husband who I've been married to for oh the best part of 16 years nearly now (laughs) Um, he was Christian. His cultural background was very different to mine because he'd grown up in um, in South Africa, um, and it was sort of like a well remote, whirlwind romance. And within eight weeks, we were engaged. And then I found out I was pregnant with our daughter. Um, and then we had a son not long after that. He was like a, a year or so after that. 
and um, yeah, it was um, all very quick, but I knew it was right. Um, and he treated me very differently as well. I think because of his upbringing in a Christian environment as well, um, you know, he would hold doors open for me and take out the chair and, you know, always be <laughs> um, kind and thinking of me, um, which was sort of quite unusual or not what I was used to from my previous relationship. Um, as I say, we went on this, this holiday, which I wasn't that keen to do. Um, and it was in the airport in South Africa in Johannesburg that there was just like this overwhelming feeling and emotion and I was sobbing and I said, oh, you know, we shouldn't be going back. We should be, we should be here. Um, and I suppose that all comes with the things that were happening at home. Um, my parents who had had like a long stable marriage were going through um, problems and having issues and they actually split up. And they'd been together like 35 years. And I think like my whole foundation of what I knew or what I thought I knew was gone. And so um, within that, I think I questioned even more. I'd always had like um, questions about God, about faith um, and, and everything else. <laughs> but I never felt like they'd been answered properly or I'd never found somebody to answer them fully. And so if you take the Bible as a book to read, I think, you know, if you start at Genesis and you work your way through, your logical mind just goes, well, you know, a lot of the time it just doesn't make any sense. Um, and it's only when somebody actually takes you through the book in a different way and shows you, okay, this is Genesis, but then it goes through and then you can see it here in the New Testament in either Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And this is what God was referring to. And you don't take it as um, an actual history per se of this is what happened. It's like, this is how God, this is a history of God, not a history of the world as in, as we see the world. Um, and until I had somebody explain it properly to me, I was just like, doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, um, yeah, it just doesn't make, it, did, it didn't make any sense to me. And all the questions I was sort of asking, nobody could fully answer. And I think that put me off quite a lot. And I found it, you know, um, I don't want to say difficult, but, you know, it just, you just question so much. And I think, again, that is a lot because Satan's spirit is working and you're trying to find the truth and you're trying to find what is right. And you, you know, all these things come into your brain and it's like, well, that's not right. That can't make sense. Um, and once it's sort of laid out and you start to see, and you can put those pieces of the puzzle together, then you're like, okay, I get it. And then you can relate it to how it can help you as a person because we're all so different. You know, God wants that reconnection with us, but it's just getting us to be able to reconnect with him and sort of tuning into his frequency, as it were, rather than, um, you know, listening to everything that's going on around us and getting put off by everything else, I think. 
Yeah. So you said that you started questioning things. You started having questions about your faith because of everything going on at home. Um, Mm. You just started having questions. And what encouraged you to read the Bible? Like what, cause there's so many different ways people could go. They could say, Oh, like, like me, I came from the new age. So I was like, when I started questioning things or I wanted to connect with God, I was like, Oh, I'm going to read a self-help book or I'm going to do yoga or I'm going to meditate. Um, and that's how I thought connecting with God was. I didn't know about the Bible or I had known about the Bible, but like you said, like I would start in Genesis, I'd get a few pages in or a couple chapters in. And then I would, I didn't know what I read. I, it was very confusing to me. And then I would just be like, this, this is not useful for me. So mm-hmm. How did you know to go to the Bible? Did someone say like, hey, you're questioning your faith? Like, check this book out or like what what happened? What brought you to Jesus? What brought you to the Bible? Um, I think my husband tried to help me in that sense. But in another way, he, he could only do so much. And he tried to explain things. But again, um, he he was trying his best. The main thing was um, I found this really um, great church that um, our family was going to in South Africa. And we we said, OK, well, you know, he wanted to go to church. And I was like, OK, that's fine. You know, I'll come with you. And like at this time, I was still sort of like I, I knew there was obviously something. And I knew that um, I was trying to find God. But, I, you know, I tried different churches and um, we'd there you get something called like an Enkia church and it's like very strict and it's mainly like the teachings is mainly about the new Testament and bearing in mind as well, I was like translating from English to Afrikaans, which didn't really help either, but they would talk a lot about Armageddon and the end of days, like the end of time. And when I used to come out of there, you know, I was thinking if you obviously believe in something and you believe in God and that whilst you have to have like fear of the Lord, I think it also has to be like, there has to be more joy than fear in that sense. Um, And we would come out of, you know, those sort of services and I'd be like, oh my goodness, this is like, it felt so bad. Like you were ready for the end of days. That's how it felt because there was, there was, there was like nothing to look forward to. And this one particular week we um, went to, to church with family and it was just like a whole new experience. Like as soon as you walked in, you could smell the coffee and it was like warm and inviting and people were like really smiley and saying hello. And then obviously went into church and it was in an old school hall. It wasn't fancy. It was plastic chairs, <laughs> wooden floor. And um, there was a band st- set up on stage, um, but it was quite modern. And um, the music was like really modern. The band was really good. And so that sort of set the atmosphere and then the teaching was really good and they went between English and Afrikaans, so it helped a bit more. Um, But afterwards we went again and we went again and it was the same atmosphere each time. And their ethos was, you know, you should leave, you should leave church on a Sunday ready to start. You know, this was the start of the week. You should be ready, you know, to hit sort of Monday, like with a happy face rather than be like, oh, and the people there really just like live that sort of um, lifestyle of, you know, we should be taking pleasure in our life here and the work we can do in serving God 
And it was just seeing them in action made me question more. But when I questioned, they could give me an answer. And if they couldn't give me an answer, they could send me to somebody who could. And um, if you wanted to sort of go to this church on a regular basis, then they wanted you to become like a partner. So it wasn't like a financial partner or anything like that. It was just like, you know, if you wanted to join, it wasn't just a baptisement. It was, you know, they would say, um, right, you need to do this disciple course and you need to come and you need to come and do the 12 weeks. You need to learn. And then when you've done that, then it's your choice. Would you like to be baptised? And then join and become, a, you know, like an active member within the community, you know, um, and and become part of the church. And I can remember even now to this day um, saying to one of the family members, OK, my husband wants to do this. I think I should go do it with him, too. Um, but I'm not sure if they're going to let me ask questions. And I don't want to be offensive if I do, you know, like I don't want to offend anybody by asking the questions. But I think as um, if you're not brought up in faith, like you say, you've got all this questions or you want to know why, but you sometimes can't ask or you can't get the answer. And um, at the end of the service, um, I found the pastor and I <laughs> sort of strode up to him and said, you know, um, well, you, you know basically would you be okay could I come and take the discipleship but, but um, I just want to know I, I want to come and do it with my husband but um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a believer and I, I don't believe in God but um, I'd quite like to do it with him because I do have questions and I'm you know I'm, I'm looking for, for, for this but I don't know if I'm going to believe at the end and I can't sort of promise I will <laughs> I can't promise I won't but you know um, would you be happy and he sort of gave me this sort of funny smile and he said yes no it's it's fine we're we're more than happy for you to do that and I said you know oh please please make sure I'm with somebody a teacher that understands that I might ask questions but I won't be doing it in a disrespectful way I'll just want to know you know and um, they give us um, a lovely couple we were with um, four other couples um two we got to know well and the third became like our really dear friends um and um currently our the husband of that friend is here with us um because they are busy emigrating and so it just shows you like the full circle that god can bring you sometimes of where the people he leads you to and the places and why and this is like nearly 10 years later you know so within that yeah um I did the discipleship um I got answers to lots of questions I asked um they never minded what I asked um and I was then baptized um and even just up until the point of just before you know like the day I didn't know if I was going to get baptized or not I was still sort of do I, don't I, not that I didn't believe, but I think it was like a really big step for me to say like, um, I want to be reborn again. Um, but in that rebirth, like stepping into the water because they do full submission, um, um, they sort of pray and talk over you before they do it. And 
um, I can remember going under the water and then coming back up. And I just had like this lightness and a big smile. They all said like I had this big smile. Um, and I can remember talking them talking after and I can't remember what they said because it just like felt like, I don't know, a bit floaty and a bit like peaceful. So, yeah. Yeah, baptism is like one of the things um, that helps break the chains, break the break the bondages we have. Like Jesus uses that as one way to um, break the break the break us from the things that we are connected to and struggling with, the things that are heavy on us. Um, it's so nice to hear that you said you felt light after. Um, it's amazing. And one thing I, for me with baptism, I like waited because I was like, oh, I'm not perfect enough or I don't like know enough for me to get baptized. And then finally I did it. Um, and in, and for anyone listening, it is not about if you're perfect enough or mm-hmm. if you believe enough or anything like that. Like that is part of the process. That is part of salvation is getting baptized. Like John the Baptist in the Bible tells people repent and get baptized repent and get baptized it is um very important and it is very relieving it's like it's just a way that jesus relieves you of your struggles and she says mm-hmm. i'm gonna be here and i'm gonna help you through it um so it's so nice to hear that you felt light after um and another thing that i wanted to mention was how amazing God is. Um, it's so interesting that you met your husband. He was a Christian and he shared this stuff with you. Um, and you guys got married really quickly and had children really quickly. It's similar to my husband and I's situation. So I got saved. And then a week later I met him and right before I got saved, I was in the same spot of like, I did not believe in love. Like I was like, the only love there is, is between a parent and a child. And I did not believe in any other love. And my heart was just, I was numb. I was numb to love. I was mm. done with it. I wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. I didn't care about being <laughs> single. And then Jesus saved me. And a week later, um, I was like, I'm going to go on a dating site. And, uh, my friend, my friend thought I was crazy. Cause I was pregnant with twins for, um, a, I was a surrogate and I met my husband a week later and then him and I, like, he wasn't a, he, he had accepted Christ, but he wasn't like an active Christian. Like he wasn't like reading the Bible or like he had his own kind of thing going on, but he, you know, and then, um, I was just, you know, in love with Jesus and I was just sharing it with him. So it was like, we grew together. Um, so it's just Mm -hmm. amazing how hearing your story and thinking about my story and seeing how God is just so amazing. Like he uses, he, like, he is so loving and so caring and he uses love to help others grow in, in faith. Um, so I think that's just amazing. And yeah, I wanted to ask you, so what are you doing now? You, you know, you went from atheist, not believing, um, and then you got your questions answered. You started believing. Um, what are you, what are you doing now? How was life now after with Jesus? Well, after Jesus, as I said, um, life in South Africa wasn't sort of all roses and it was lovely. I, and I, I, I love it. I'd go back in a heartbeat. Um, money prevailing and all the other things um but I got pregnant with twins (laughs) twin mama too um and this was like yeah so we got our daughter and our son and um it was literally my son was 10 um I'd signed up to do like um 
it's like a Christian week for children um, that the church puts on um, and it's like 250 kids and it, we were meant to have like this um, sort of learning day before you know it started the week the week after and I said you know I just my husband was like you you're not well at the minute because I don't really eat red meat and I was he was like what do you want to eat and I was like oh, I love some steak and he was like there's got to be something wrong with you and I was like no fine and um I did a test and it was really early on, like really, really early on. And it pinged straight away. And <clears throat> we went to the doctor. I think I was only six weeks and it was the, you know, sort of like the day before. And um, I just remember looking up and seeing two bubbles on the screen. And I was like, oh my goodness, I swore at the doctor. I was in hysterics. I was laughing. I was crying. I cried first and just looked at him and he was laughing. I said, and he said, I told you there was something wrong with you. <laughs> and um, from that point on, I was, I was trying to find out about twin pregnancy because I felt really good and everything I was reading said I should feel quite, you know, tired and not good and, you know, um, really sick you should be really sick and I was like I'm, I'm not experiencing any of this I was like glowing I was eating red meat and drinking cow's milk like no tomorrow and I was just glowing um, and everything I was reading and I was like you know there's there's nothing that tells women like the nice side of this experience and I really wanted to blog um, but money just did not prevail to do that and I was working full time I had a really good job I was working remotely and and everything else so that was great um but after having the twins um um they went through ICU for a week because um they had pneumonia um and we were on our own and that was really scary um because my husband's job had changed slightly so we were further away from family um all of those things happened and whilst we were living in South Africa I had because of what had happened with my mum and my dad um we didn't really have any communication like our relationship had broken down completely and it was actually the girls that made me like reach out and say you know you've got two more grandchildren um and that started the communication up there and um in the end um because of a lot of different things we decided we'd come back to the UK I didn't want to come but like God sort of pushed us when he wants you to move he will push you to to move whether you want him to or not and you sort of have to go with it and um coming back to the UK sort of meant starting again but at the same time it gave me the opportunity to start a blog which is what I wanted to do um at the time I was um I'd got a job and I was working as well um but I have started blogging um, not on twins, <laughs> but um, I've started blogging um, about faith, um, about finding faith, like as a woman, as a Christian, well, as a Christian woman. Um, and I think not coming from that environment of growing up with Christian faith, I think um, there is a lot of information out there and it can be sort of difficult to ask questions or to find out certain things or you know to have that person to say well why is this or why is that and not feel like there's a stigma attached in asking because you don't know or because you don't understand um and I think sometimes I certainly sort of felt put off sometimes asking certain people because it, 
Mm, because I suppose I thought, you know, not that I should know it, but perhaps that it should come easy. And I think with faith, it doesn't come easy. I think it's a constant learning. It's a constant, like it says, you know, you, you sort of need to get into the word each day to be refreshed and take it like as something new, because that's what it is. Um, I think there's so many things that can knock us in the world, whether it's things we see on the news that happens or just like, you know, for me in daily life, when I didn't have faith and my, my, my mother and father's relationship broke down and that's what I was used to. And I sort of questioned my whole childhood, my whole, you know, being as it were. Um, I didn't have any, I didn't have that rock of faith to stand on. I was alone. I was broken. I was, I was a mess. I was a complete mess. Um, I know I'd gone through it myself, but going through it and seeing it happen to your parents is something completely different when you think, you know, they're, they're so solid that nothing should happen or could happen, but it actually does. So I think, um, you know, being able, I was lucky that I had these amazing women that are still my friends now, that I still talk to and love dearly, that I could ask them questions, that they would pray with me, that they would teach me, you know, um, and nothing was ever too much trouble and no question was too big or too small. Um, and they just like included you and made you feel part of a community. You sort of had to put yourself out there a bit as well to, to join in and participate but they could see that, you know, you wanted to know, you wanted to learn and you wanted to be, um, you know, that you wanted to serve God and be part, be part of that with them. And therefore they were more inclined, you know, to open up and share everything with you. So in that, my blog is really about um, helping other women, helping other mums, um, you know, navigate that journey and um, find that sort of, I think my, my end goal is to find that community um, with other mums, other women um, who are looking for, um, you know, a community of women in faith where they can grow and develop. Um, and there's a bit of food thrown in there too, because um, Jesus is, is our daily food and um, I love eating and cooking. <laughs> as does all our family so you know yeah <laughs> and a lot yeah. of the South African culture is food based you know like after church we would all go there'd be like 20 of us um you know of whether it's siblings cousins whatever children and we would just get together whether it was Easter Christmas Mother's Day Father's Day whatever it was it was just going to church coming together and I I just loved it. I, in I like I flourished in that environment, and they helped me do it. That's amazing. So, we are getting close on time. So, I would like to ask if people, specifically mamas and women, uh, wanted to find you and they, they want to talk, talk with you. you. Oh, are you still there? Oh, here Ooh. we go. Sorry, it froze for a minute. So, if um. <laughs> 
mamas and women um, are looking to connect with you, that they want to learn from you, they want to read your blog, um, find you on Instagram, where can they find you? Um, on Instagram, you can find me at Mama and the Word. Um, and my blog is um, www.mamaandtheword.com. Um, and you can come on over, you can um, sign up to the email list, I can start writing to you. Um, and we can chat from there. You can ask me any questions you want. You can leave me a comment. Um, you can read what's on the blog um, or you can reach out on Instagram as well. Send me a message or comment. And um, yeah, if you want to find community and things, then I'm happy to talk on a one-on-one -on -one basis and bigger than that if you want. So um, I think it's great being able to learn together. And um, I think, you know, sharing like different views and opinions and, and seeing how God leads you on that journey, like through your reflections and journaling and, and things like that can really give you a lot of growth. And um, I just think the support of other mums or mamas, mamas in that situation, you know, whether you've got a young one, um, a preschooler, a toddler, um, a teenager, <laughs> I've got a mixture. <laughs> Um, you know there's different situations that will be thrown up thrown up at you um, and just having somebody else with the same beliefs as you that you can sort of have that soundboard and, and that support as and when you need it is um, is something that we can really help each other with yeah absolutely I will put um, your information in the show notes as well so if people want to just click and check out your blog um, they can do that and thank you so thank much you for so being much. on. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, it's been thank amazing. You. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited um to hear from someone who was an atheist. I think it's very interesting mm. how you came to get to know Jesus. And I'm really grateful that you were here. So thank you. And I, I just pray that this is going to help others grow in their faith and um hopefully help some people get get saved. So yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you have a good day. Um and I'll talk with you later. Yeah, that'll okay. be brilliant. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Okay, bye. bye.